Can we change the way we produce food to both meet the needs of humans whilst regenerating our soils and ecosystems? And can we do so in a way that improves the financial viability of farms? These questions are becoming increasingly urgent to answer, and we're here to investigate a promising technique called agroforestry in order to find out how it can help us with these challenges. We'll be interviewing farmers, scientists, and other experts to share with you their experiences, practical advice, and scientific research. Hello, and welcome to the Regenerative Agroforestry Podcast. I'm your host, Etienne. In this episode, I discuss with Claire Lemarier her experience working with farmers in the Pays de la Loire region in France, where she is a technical advisor for the Chamber of Agriculture. She has precious insights into the management of mature hedges, as this region still has a significant amount of bocage, a traditional hedge layout. We understand why effective information sharing between farmers is crucial to creating innovative agroforestry systems, and how she enables peer-to-peer exchange through the Club des Agroforestiers. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Claire, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, I'm happy to be with you today. Let's start with an introduction about who you are and how you got to be working on agroforestry. Okay, so I'm Claire Lemarier. I grew up on a, an, in an organic farm and my parents talked to me a lot about rotations, life of the soils, biodiversity, but never about trees. So I was very interesting to know what was their purpose Um, trees were everywhere, hedges, polar trees, riparian forests, etc. And for me, they were very beautiful, but I really wondered what were their roles in this uh, agricultural system. Uh, so I've looked for more information on internet, and uh, the first time I've, I have, um, read the word agroforestry, I think I was 14 years old. Um, and uh, I have looked also for the word bocage because bocage is a um, historical agroforestry system in my region. So I think that now that those two words were very important for me because after uh, I've I have done internships in um, in uh, agroforestry company just to to learn agroforestry. And so, uh, what's your job today then? Uh, I'm working in the, in the chamber of agriculture since uh, July 2018 as an agroforestry advisor. Uh, this is my first job after graduating. I have done um, studies in uh, agricultural uh, engineer, I think it's that in English. I think agronomist, maybe, in English. Agronomist, yes. Uh, and uh, um, short specialization on agroforestry and a lot of um, learning by myself. Um, so, the, uh, in, my job is uh, very simple, I think. My missions are advise um, the farmers on the plantation and management of their trees, um, training 
I'm, I'm, I do training for farmers and for future farmers. Um, um, I am the an animator of the Club Agroforestier Sartois, uh, which is a, a, gr a group for agriculture for farmers, but very motivated by agroforestry. And uh, I'm doing small experiments. Um, I have a team of uh, four people. So I'm working with two foresters. And one of my colleagues is a um, specialist um, in biodiversity. So uh, I can do a lot of links between biodiversity. And in the Chamber of Agriculture, we have other colleagues, specialists, for example, in water management. So it's very interesting, I think. Maybe for our listeners who aren't familiar with uh, the French context, you could explain just what the Chambre d'Agriculture are. Um, so in the Chamber in, of Agriculture, you have some farmers elected by the other farmers. Um, so they... they, they they are giving the strategy, the strategy of the, the agricultural uh, world. For example, uh, we want to have more trees in the fields, perhaps. <laughs> so we, <laughs> so we can just have a divisor, uh, in tree management and agroforestry so that all farmers in the region can have advice. Um, for, so you have elected um, farmers and you have a lot of uh, people uh, employed by the Chamber of Agriculture and helping farmers to do their job. Great. And so tell us a bit more about um, the region in which you operate. Um, Maybe, you know, what does it look like in terms of climate, uh, in terms of main productions? And finally, uh, what kind of the big agroforestry projects that are emerging or? Okay, so my region is called Pays de la Loire. And uh, it is in the west of France. Uh, it's um, between Brighton and Paris, <laughs> if you know it. So um, the climate is uh, a lot of, uh, it's very heterogeneous because we have the oceanic climate on the side uh, near the sea. And um, we have also the continental climate. Uh, and I'm working in a territory with the continental climate. Um, there is a great diversity of soil. So working with trees, I have a lot to understand where I am so that I can choose the good trees <laughs> for the soils. Um, and um, this is very interesting. Most of uh, the, the, the historical agroforestry system in my region is bocage and uh, is defined by so it's small plots, it's small fields surrounded by hedges. And um, usually you have ponds, so water uh, associated with the, the hedges. 
Um, but now, you know, we the bocage is not what it what it was before. In some territory, you have um, bocage very dense, but in other territory, you have less and less hedges. Um, it's uh, emperorish, and um, is the there when where the when hedges are not very dynamic. Uh, it's easier to to cut them. Them to cut them, yes, and they disappear. So, yes, in my territory, in my region, we have a lot of different landscapes. I think when we have um, a lot of a good soil for uh, cereal production, we have less hedges, and when we have Soil more soil adapted for livestock farming. Usually, we have more trees because uh, livestock farmers they know what the that the shadow is very important for their animals. So, bocage yes is historical, but now we have to adapt um, to all the situation so we can advise some structures like double edges line of trees double line of trees groves micro groves isolated trees oak crowds or crowds with uh, yeah. trees with fruit trees uh, etc and we can imagine all the combination uh, of this of these structures so that every agroforestry system created are different are, are and are very adapted to the the farmers objectives great and i'm curious to understand what are the profiles of the farmers you're seeing today that are coming to see you and what are their needs and projects we have a lot of livestock farmers uh, calling us. We have, um, I don't know in English, but farmers growing vegetables. Um, and we have, not in my territory exactly, but more at uh, near the sea, we have vi um, uh, wine, wine production farmers. Yes. Um, but for example, uh, several farmers, they are not calling us most of the time because they're not so interesting in the trees. Sometimes we have organic cereal farmers uh, calling us because they know that uh, biodiversity and uh, organic, um, organic, uh, production so that is good for the life of the soil the trees are good for the life of the soil and they can be interesting but most of the time it's livestock farmers and they are interesting in trees because they want to have more shade uh, on inside their fields uh, they want to manage the wind 
Um, so the one that their animal, animals uh, will be healthier in their fields. I think it's, and most of the farmers, they want um, better landscapes as well. Every time we have a question about the landscapes. And I'm wondering, uh, in terms of your workload, are you spending more time implementing new agroforestry systems or are you spending more time um, helping farmers to manage their existing hedges, uh, the bocage, as we, as we mentioned? I think uh, half and half. <laughs> so I'm doing, um, I don't know exactly, but I'm doing uh, a lot of uh, um, projects so new plantation, but I'm also uh, giving a lot of advice about um, trees management so I can pass uh, days and days uh, inside tree inside fields, observing hedges, trees, and giving advice to farmers. And sometimes I have some specific advice to, to give to... Um, uh, farmers or um, citizens or collectivity because they have questions about old trees, uh, which can be, which, which are very old and they need to be managed. Uh, and it's um, very specific management. What I find very interesting is that. Um, you're already having to ask yourself questions of how do we manage mature trees as you design future systems. And that's very interesting in a sense because uh, it's quite hard to imagine all the consequences and, and the practicalities when you're just planting trees uh, to which they're not going to be producing much for the next uh, years or even decades, depending on where you're planting and how slow it grows. So um, does that inspire you in the design of new hedges? Like, do you learn things from what you see on, on the fact that you're already having tr to find like economic models or uh, let's say efficient ways of, of managing biomass and, and mature systems? Yes, of course. Um, first, I have learned on... I have learned um, how to... How is an agroforestry system observing real systems? Uh, so, of course, uh, for example, when I give advice to a farmer who wants to plant tree, I already know what could be the, 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 the agroforestry system f uh, f uh, 15 years after, uh, 13, 30 years after, etc. So, yes, um, I think it's very important because most of the time farm, for farmers it's very difficult to to think uh, more than five years after you know it's not so easy for them to imagine imagine what could be their agroforestry system in 30 or 50 years um i'm not very good i think uh, to know what could be the the wood production of trees? Uh, maybe it's because I have not I have no forests 
uh, studies uh, in my po pocket. <laughs> so I don't know everything about wood production. Some of my colleagues are, are very good at that, but not me. But I'm better, I think, to to know what could be the system in terms of interaction between agricultural production. Uh, for example, um, when you plant trees inside fields, the trees will grow. And after you could have shade, you could have uh, um, water water management to 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 manage <laughs> and um, it's very important for farmers and i think as well that uh, you when you have a vegetable production and you are planting fruit trees you have a lot to think about uh, when the fruits will produce and uh, when the vegetable will uh, produce and uh, the farmers have to uh, manage uh, his work during all the years. So you have to think, oh, perhaps it's better to have three uh, fruits uh, before the vegetable season or after. So it's uh, to think about the dynamic of the agri agricultural uh, production. Uh, you mentioned that um, you have different agroforestry systems. We talked about hedges. You also talked about uh, isolated trees. But what is, and you know, maybe more savanna planting, but what are the, the main systems that you put into place then? I think in, pro in proportion is hedges. I'm sure of that. Uh, a lot of hedges. We are planting a lot of hedges. But, you know, it's not the same to plant a hedge um, near a road between a road and a field or to plant a, a hedge um, inside a poultry system. We are planting a lot of hedges, but they are very different, I think. I'm becoming more and more of a fan of the hedge because uh, I also have my French podcast now and talking to a lot of people in France working with hedges. But what's amazing is that it's conceptually something that's more acceptable to most farmers. Uh, it kind of fits more in your understanding, also maybe in a collective memory of what the landscape used to look like. So it's not that crazy somehow. And yet you're able to do pretty amazing things. And um, yeah, in terms of both ecosystem services, but also in terms of actually using the, the production, the biomass uh, coming out of it. Um, and, and talking about that, um, on the aspect where you're uh, working on existing hedges, um, could you tell us a bit about the process um, you know, what kind of maintenance and what kind of productions are coming out of it? About the, the management of um, existing hedges, for example, uh, it's very interesting for farmers to have um, a plan, a sustainable management, management plan uh, for 15 years, but no, no less, just to to know what they can do every year uh, on their tree and their hedges. And some hedges have to be cut, uh, other has to be uh, pollarded. Uh, so that we have different types of managements. Uh, 
So farmers, yes, they can have this plan, but I think it's important as well that they have the knowledge. So it's very important to propose the trainings uh, to farmers and um, uh, sharing of experience as well. Um, for some farmers are interested in wood production, but not a lot, I think. Some are interested in carbon storage, um, more and more, I think. And um, in some part of my territory, we are working a lot about biodiversity because we have um, protected insects. Uh, so, and they are living in trees and we are looking for benefits for farmers to, to maintain their, their, these old trees, uh, which are very important for this uh, protected in insects. So it's not always easy, but maybe we have some solution, uh, like, uh, shadow, uh, wood production, landscape, I think, and carbon storage. I hope this solution, this production, the, those services, services will help to maintain uh, trees and to create, to have new trees because we have a lot, in some territories, we have a lot old trees, but no, no, not adults, not young. And, you know, uh, I feel like I'm always bringing back things to economics, but it's not because I'm obsessed with money. It's just that I'm very aware that, you know, when you're running a farm at some point, um, you're busy and you're, you can be tight on money. So things have to at least pay for themselves. And I'm wondering, um, are you finding ways for at least the work that farmers are putting uh, into that maintenance to be paid for, uh, either through the biomass or I think you're talking a lot about biodiversity, maybe... Uh, do you see opportunities for subsidies or biodiversity credits or whatever's coming around the corner? Uh, yes, uh, we have different solutions, different opportunities. For example, if a farmer wants to cut some trees inside the hedges, um, he can just call the company who cut the trees and the company uh, cut the trees and uh, farmers have money for that. But usually farmers are happy to... The sale of the wood is uh, equal to the cost of the work. Yeah. Yes, they are happy with that, but I'm not happy. I think farmers should have more uh, than just zero at the end of the operation. So it can be a solution, but we have to work uh, so that the farmers uh, could have more money. And other solutions are, for example, uh, carbon contracts, when uh, farmers um, sell carbon storage to company. But we have to be careful and just to know which are those companies to know if they are very serious. Um, but we have some farmers like that in, uh, in my territory. And about biodiversity right now is not 
it's not payment for a service. It's more a compensation uh, for the farmers because uh, he is uh, maintaining uh, a patch of trees with uh, protected insects, but it's not a payment. So it's not so it's not something uh, the farmers can be proud. It's uh, they are happy to have money, of course, but it's not a valorization of their work. I think what's interesting is that in France, if I'm correct, we continue to have more hedges that are destroyed than what is planted every year. So, you know, we have this great image because we feel motivated because we see all these amazing people uh, planting. But the actual net balance of um, kilometers of hedges is is going down. and I'm wondering, you know, as you work with these farmers, um, do you think money is is the central and economic models is the central problem? Or do you think it's more about knowledge and, and cultural perceptions? Like, how do you see that evolution and, and where you think you can intervene most? Hedges, uh, which is the biggest uh, agroforestry system in my country, uh, is decreasing more and more not only in quantity, but also in quality. Nowadays, we have uh, some uh, regulation to, uh, to forbid, forbid uh, the, the destruction of uh, hedges, but we have no regulation most of the time uh, about the reduction of quality of hedges. That is, I think it's uh, a big problem because uh, you have uh, farmers' operation on the hedges, which can um, which can dis- uh, destroy the hedge uh, by the time, and you can have um, diseases on trees as well. And if you do nothing, you will have maybe some uh, some some trees but not a lot uh, maybe um, prunus pinosa or something like that but uh, you will not have uh, um, quercus or ulmus uh. so when you say like uh, the the quality you mean both uh, the, the the diversity of different trees that you'll find uh, and also then the density of the hedge and maybe its width as well. Uh, what are the different parameters of quality? Uh, both. Uh, you can have um, a diversity of um, uh, species, of tree species, and you can have uh, the density of hedges uh, and the, the high as well. So, for example, it's uh, so easy to... Um, to give uh, not enough pace to a uh, hedges to a hedge uh, because if uh, you have just one meter for your hedge it's not a lot uh, it's better to have three meters or four meters um, to have a good hedge and uh, with a lot of functionality I think maybe another way of putting it is for you, what makes a good hedge? For me, it's a diversity of uh, tree structures, uh, big trees, um, 
other uh, middle trees and uh, small trees. Diversity of that, uh, it's uh, density, it's uh, the space uh, for the for the hedge. Uh, it can be also a hedge without any gaps. Healthy uh, hedge. I think the lack of knowledge is one of the biggest obstacles to the development of agroforestry in my question, because most of the farmers uh, does not have the trees in the heads, inside the heads. <laughs> uh, so they will not think that uh, in its uh, in their fields the trees are missing because they are not thinking of trees and um, and and after some farmers um, um, have just trees uh, but not healthy and they think it's a constraint constraint to to manage them so um, the lack of knowledge with, will prevent the farmers to plant. They will will prevent the farmers to manage. And uh, so, yes, I think we have to 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 enhance the sharing of experience between farmers. It's not only giving them knowledge because we don't know everything, but it's a sharing uh, experience between farmers. Some of farmers knows a lot, but others knows very few and they want to learn. So we have to put them together. And we'll come to this and we'll come to how you actually put them together and, and your work with that. But I'm curious to understand the farmers that do come to you, um, at what point does it change from, you know, not them not caring about agroforestry or trees and not seeing them as an interesting aspect to coming and, and seeking that knowledge? Because somehow it has to come from them, right? I mean, you're there once someone comes to you and says, help me. But initially that has to happen almost on their own, that they're... Um, vision of the tree shifts. Most of the farmers calling me are already motivated uh, by trees. But in some projects, for example, when I'm working uh, about water erosion or biodiversity, I'm working with farmers uh, not convinced by agroforestry. And it's, more, uh, it's a lot, very difficult to convince them uh, so, for, for example, we try to convent to to open some doors, uh, like uh, if they're interesting in um, uh, to focus about uh, landscape in a special uh, territory, or to focus about uh, water erosion, but uh, real water erosion, not uh, potential. Yes, yeah, so it's not always easy yes, to convince farmers who are, who are not very motivated by agroforestry. It's a work that it's a big world and we have to give more and more energy into it because um, I think that farmers already motivated by agroforestry, they don't need us very a lot. They can learn by themselves, but we are very useful for the farmers who are not the trees inside the mind.
So I'd be interested to understand, you know, a bit the processes of your work then. So let's say I'm a farmer and I'm motivated by trees and I, I give you a call. Uh, what do you do then? You come and visit me and, and try to understand how I work? Yeah, exactly. One of the first in, uh, step is that I visit the farmer inside his farm. Um, I'm going inside his fields so that I can see the soils, I can see the, the env environments, uh, the production. I have to understand uh, what, what is his production, what is uh, the circulation of uh, machinery, um, if, there if there are lines uh, inside the soil or uh, are, um, in the air in the air from uh, like phone uh, lines um yes uh, and i have to to meet <laughs> with the human so i have to understand who is the farmer because you can have uh one uh exploitation with uh, two fam two different farmers and uh if you have two different farmers, you will have two agroforestry systems. Uh, it cannot be the same because uh, every human is different. So, for example, um, one farmer is saying me, I want more shadow for my animals. Okay, so I present him. Uh, you can plant hedges because you will have shadow um a lot of shadows you can plant line of trees you will have less shadows but maybe uh, the farmers want to look to see his um, animals through the fields so so if you have a line of trees you will have you will have like little windows between all the trees so uh, so with that, I understand that the farmers want shadows, but it want also to have visibility on uh, his animals. And after um, the discussion going, I can understand that the farmers, ah, he will like this landscape, this open landscape. So I have not to, to uh, close this landscape too much. But another landscape is already closed and, and ca I can uh, plant uh, other trees. So with this discussion with the farmers, it's uh, two or three hours, maybe four, four hours. Uh, we can define an agroforestry system. And we, during this uh, meeting, we uh, draw the agroforestry system on a computer. So when I leave the farm, I already know what is the project. I send the, the, the plan, the map to the farmers and he can just think, um, after if, if he wants to change something or no. Uh, when the map is uh, agreed, um, I select the, the three species. Uh, adapted to the soil, adapted to the project. For example, if the farmers want fruit production, I can propose fruit trees. And after, uh, we have to think about uh, 
protection for the trees because we can have some uh, animals uh, going from the forest, for example, and, and we have also the animals from uh, livestock animals and they can um, uh, damage trees. And uh, we think also about uh, soil protection, so we can add some um, wood or some some fibers <laughs> um, on the soil, so that the trees have less competition from um, from plants uh, and can grow can grow easily during the two first years because trees are very, uh, very, it's difficult for them to, it's difficult for them to grow when uh, there is a lack of water. So we need to protect the soil. And after I, uh, I'm working on fi finding um, uh, financial aid, uh, financial aid for the farmers, so it can be public or private uh, subsidies. Uh, just after, uh, I propose to the farmers to. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, so I call the nursery, the plant, the trees nursery, and I uh, am trying to have the plant, the trees <laughs> for the nursery. Uh, and after I give advice to the farmers for the plantation, and after the plantation, I'm going uh, in the field as again with the farmers to help him uh, to manage his. Um, young plantation and how much time do you have allocated to to after the plantation because in a sense it's only the start of the journey yes i know i have not a lot of time i think i can pass one or two hours with the farmers but this is individual advice but we are also proposing to the farmers collective uh, uh, trainings uh, to uh, to learn how to plant, but also to learn how to um, to manage the the young uh, trees. So I think uh, farmers can learn a lot like that. Mm. And is is that a moment where they can give feedback on how it's going for them and exchange on like technical um, you know choices or or solutions? Yes, of course, and they know that they can call us uh, every time if they need. So is that what you, you call the Club des Agroforestiers? Or is that something else altogether? It's something else. <laughs> for, it's for motivated farmers who wants to know more about agroforestry. Uh, they, they want to to be together fourth time a year, so one day per season, and they learn how to recognize trees, they learn how to create polar trees, uh, how to uh, create fruit trees. Uh, I don't know in English, but uh, you can put um, 
uh, a variety of, tr of fruits and um, on a, on a malus uh, domestic, <laughs> domestic, <laughs> for example. Uh, so they want to learn more and they are motivated. Some are knowing a lot, but some are just uh, knowing uh, very few and they want to know more. But in a sense, you're almost facilitating peer-to-peer -peer learning then because you already have farmers with a lot of expertise and I think in any way, farmers like to learn from farmers, you know, and people doing it at scale in their farms, it's more powerful than hearing it from a technician or hearing it from a, any kind of yeah, technical advisor. Yes, I, I completely agree. And every time we are doing a Club Agroforested uh, day, uh, we are inside the exploitation. So we are visiting uh, agroforestry system as well as learning other type of agroforestry technique. Usually these farmers are quite isolated on their farms. Uh, they are motivated uh, about agroforestry, but most of the times their neighbors are not very convinced about that. And I think they feel very proud and they, they feel happy to be with uh, an agroforestry group uh, regularly because they feel that it's a uh, dynamic, it's uh, they are inside the group and they, it's very important for them. And I think they're proud of that. Yeah, is, is it something that's been going on for a good few years? Like how did it get started? It got started um, in 2019. So it's now, I think the fourth year, the beginning of the fourth year and um, we have I think it's quite a small group because sometimes we have five farmers sometimes we have ten farmers it's not a lot but it's a will we it's we we have not always same sometimes they come some farmers are coming every meeting and others are coming just two meetings during the year. Uh, I'm trying to have um, the date uh, corresponding with their agricultural production, their, their activity, but it's not so easy. So sometimes they cannot be with us. Um, and I feel we have more and more farmers and they're very happy. So it's motivated me. What are the main challenges today? Uh, do you see it more on a technical point? Is it more on the financial point? Uh, you know, as, you're, as, you're, as you work daily with these farmers, what are the kind of questions that you're like, okay, we really need to fix this or address this? So I have already talked about the knowledge. So I think technical knowledge is very important. I think it's more important than... Uh, than financial uh, aid, because we know uh, now I know that the 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 farmers planting uh, since a lot of years they plant again every year but without any fundings because they want to be independent they want to plant what they want to plant and not uh, to be um control uh, by uh, someone else 
So yeah, I think technical knowledge it uh, is the most important for farmers, but also for advisors because we have a lot to learn. You know, technically, where are you at? You know, do you feel like uh, you guys have the solutions, or, or where? What are the the big technical questions that you're still having to answer as technicians? Okay, so yes, we have a lot to answer. I think. Uh, I don't know if if it's the the most important, but for example, uh, the food the trees are the trees can be uh, food for animals, you know, with the leaves. Uh, so we know some some scientific results about that. We already know. But uh, for example, my colleagues uh, working on animal production are not convinced about that. Uh, so, if uh, so, I have to to be better to convince my colleague to to help them learn how they can use uh, trees as an alimentation for for animals. Um, also, I think that we are not good uh, to convince several several uh, farmers. Um, we have some scientific results about soil, about um, water com competition, uh, shadow inside the several fields, but crop fields, but we are not very good to convince farmers. Uh, usually they, they are very worried about the circulation of their machinery. They are worried about the competition, about the light and the water. We have some results, but I think it's not results um, which are which are very uh, near the farmers. For example, in my uh, region, a lot of farmers have planted um, corn after um, grass, and uh, trees were were very used to have their roots. Uh, very uh, near the, the the surface surface of the soil and uh, with the corn it, there is a big water competition and the farmers have to understand that if they plant corn uh, after a gra after grass of course they will have water competition but if they plant trees in the same time of crop production there will be an adaptation of root trees uh, and root trees will uh, grow further into the soil uh, we are not very good uh, to convince farmers for about that maybe we we need more um uh, uh, we need more example to show real exa examples uh, near their farms because if it's an example going from the south of France for example it's not very it's not very convincing example for my farmers it's a big uh, big problematic for us I think um and you know we have a lot of uh farmers who are growing animals and who are growing crops and uh, 
sometimes they are not very good to understand what is uh, the evolution of soil. Um, so if you propose them uh, to plant trees to enhance the fertility, for example, maybe they don't have the the knowledge to understand uh, how it's uh, occurring inside the soil. And uh, maybe we have not the good word to explain them how it's uh, uh, how what is uh, going on inside the soil. So we are to be better uh, to explain them, uh, and maybe we are we have to be better to understand what what are their preoccupations um, to develop this type of agroforestry. But it seems, listening to you, that there's uh, one thing about explaining, there's one thing about communicating knowledge, but it also there's still some practical challenges to be addressed and find, finding solutions. I'll take the example of um, animals and uh, you know feeding uh, leaf fodder to animals because you know since I'm I'm a farmer with animals, I know a bit more about that than cereal production. But you know. Uh, it's not easy in terms of uh, time management to do that because obviously compared to an animal harvesting grass directly, uh, having to go and, you know, either cut branches and like, what do you do with the branches afterwards or giving access to animals enough so that they can eat, but not too much so that they don't destroy everything. I mean, there's, there's a real practical questions to be addressed. Um, and I'm wondering then, do you see a need for like, do you think it's more like pilot farms, maybe, Uh, publicly funded that work on that, or is it uh, funding pi you know pioneers that are farmers? Uh, it, it just seems like we need still like more research, but kind of practical on farm research uh, in in all the different territories that we have. Yes, I think uh, farmers are very ingenious, and uh, they have a lot of solutions inside their farms, but most of the time we don't know. <laughs> So we have to learn, for example, we have a lot of questions about fences, relation between fences and hedge, hedges. And uh, some farmers have good solution. Uh, they can use some machinery or special fences, uh, which are very, very practical. So yes, we have to, to learn um, from those uh, farmers. Pilot farms, yes, can be a solution, but maybe uh, if there are the real farms, because we have pilot farms, but they can be managed by Chamber of Agriculture and uh, other organisms. This, those farms are interesting because you have a lot of students going in inside these farms, etc. But it's not. Uh, a real farm, I think, like economical, economic, in the, uh, independent about the economy, etc. And I think it's most interesting to go to see um, uh, engineers, uh, farmers inside their farms. So that means building a network uh, beyond the existing Club des Agroforestiers and, and somehow managing to get everyone around the table and people exchanging between farmers and, and maybe making the most of the knowledge that's already there 
but that just doesn't circulate enough. Yes, I think so. And we have a lot of um, farmers who has not who are not farmers right now. They are older, and they, some knows a lot. Uh, for example, I have one ancient farmers in mind uh, who is, uh, I think, 85 years old, and he knows a lot about trees. And uh, we need more time. We need to 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 meet him and to write everything. Um, before he was going in the Club des Agroforestiers to, to help us learn more things about trees, but now he cannot. But we have to write everything he's, he knows before uh, his disparition. So, yes, we can learn between farmers, but don't forget that we have old people knowing a lot. And I'm wondering, does it mean for you that um, in order to scale agroforestry, we need a collective dimension to this? Um, you know, do you believe individual farmers can manage that? Or do you think it has to be somehow collective, either through knowledge sharing or owning machinery together? I think we are trying to, to create that right now. Um, I think time, time by time, we will... Uh, create uh, like um, a network between uh, agroforestry farmers. Maybe I want that, for example, the farmers elected uh, in the Chamber of Agriculture could be more interested in uh, agroforestry and could meet uh, the agroforesters. Uh, yes, maybe we could have uh, other types of people uh, linked with the the group of agroforesters so that uh, the communication could be more free and um, it's always a problem to, to touch the farmers who has who, who are not interested in agroforestry and this is the most difficult I think. And the other thing I wanted to come back to was uh, when you were talking about the, the funding uh, but you were talking about constraints that come with it then so how does that work today? How are the agroforestry projects funded and what are the rules of the game? We have public and private uh, financial. Uh, some are reserved for hedges. Others are accepting various types of structures. And I prefer uh, the last one because we can do what we want inside the agroforestry system. Um, Currently, we favor ads uh, that allows farmers to be financed for 18% of their projects and they have a remaining charge of 20%. This allows them to take ownership of their systems uh, because they pay a part of their systems. And other, other, other ads are just uh, helping uh, farmers uh, with uh, about 50% of the total cost. It depends. It's very heterogeneous, I think. Uh, and few farmers are planting without any subsidies. You were talking about the impact of trees on fertility. Uh, I know it's a bit out of the subject, but I'm wondering maybe you could give us a bit more information because I don't want my listeners to be frustrated because I didn't ask that. 
You know, inside the soil, you have the roots of the trees and every year uh, we have small roots um, dying inside the soil, uh, like the leaves are dying. And uh, so you have um, organic um, material inside the soil directly. So it's very, very, very important. And you have, I don't know how to pronounce it, but mycorrhization, I think. It's like you have mushrooms linked with roots, and this is wonderful. And now I know that you have some type, types of trees, for example, um, Juglans regia, uh, who has, which has the same type um, of mycorrhization than the uh, uh, corn plants. So they can be linked. Um, they can they can transfer, I think, some um, nutrients, etc. And uh, for now, we don't know uh, what is the relation between, for example, the roots of the crocus and the um, roots of a corn plant, because they have not the same type of mycorrhization. And so soil fertility, we know some things, but there are a lot of things we don't know. And I think it's very, very important. And we, we know that um, the only ecosystem in the world um, creating soil is the forests. So why not plant trees inside our fields to enhance field fertility? And I'm very, I will be very happy if some people wants to speak uh, agroforestry with me um, in English, in French, uh, maybe in Spanish uh, after listening this uh, interview, because I'm always um, interesting by the sharing of experience. So um, I hope this type of interview will help us to network. Great. Well, anyway, thank you so much for taking the time uh, and, and making the effort to have an interview in a foreign language. It's never easy, so really appreciate it. Thank you.